This is episode 57 of Off Script with Trish Close, intimate interviews and fun conversations with interesting people. In front of my microphone today is Chuck Taylor himself. Hi, Chuck Taylor. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm going to be here. Scoot this microphone a little closer to you. Right All there right. is good. I met you at the Boys and Girls Club fundraiser a few weeks back. There, It's the Taste of the Rogue. Yes, where you always do a great job. You came over <laughs> to me and you just said, hi, mm-hmm. I'm Chuck Taylor. Right. And I said, you know what that is, right? That's the shoe. Uh-huh. Chuck Taylor's. <laughs> I have a pair. I love Chuck Taylor's. But then I said, wait, Taylor, like Taylor Sausage. Yes. That's you. Yes. That's- and then I asked... Were you the guy responsible for Taylor Sausage? And you told me what? No, my grandfather was Your responsible. grandfather. Right. I, I just, we're going to talk a lot about this. I'm super excited to hear these stories. I <laughs> do want to say you brought your beautiful wife, Marilyn, with you. Yes. She's, if you're watching, she's right over there in the corner. Yeah. And I said she's here to keep you in line this morning. Right. She's kept me in line for 61 years. 61 years. <laughs> we're also going to talk about that. I told you I want to hear the story of how you two met. Right. So, okay. okay. All right. First, though, Chuck Taylor, we are going to start from, um, where Where are you from originally? I was born in Hollywood, California. Hollywood, so, California. Hollywood, California, yeah. Then when it was really nice. I'm not too sure about it now. Okay. I'm glad to be away from it. But uh, I was raised in Southern California. When were you born? I'm going to steal that much. Yeah, from you. you better because I have a habit of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep you in line too. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what year is this? Uh, 1932. 1932, mm-hmm. Hollywood, California. You grew up in Hollywood? Uh, yes, n- Hollywood, North Hollywood, San Fernando Valley. How long were you there for, your family? Uh, we lived there till, let's see, I went through junior high there in San Fernando. And then we moved north to Santa Rosa. Okay. So what was it like growing up in Hollywood? Well, actually, I was born there, but I didn't live in Hollywood. So okay. I lived in, in North Hollywood. North Hollywood. Yeah, and I started grammar school there. And then my father bought a small uh, uh, country living type uh, place, seven and a half acres in San Fernando. Okay. Where we had horses and cows and all kinds of fruit trees and everything. Farmers. Yeah, it was fun. Okay. And I went to... Uh, a grammar school there. It was this was during World War Two. Mm. Uh, in fact, I was I think I was nine when World War Two uh, in Pearl Harbor came, and uh, I heard about that. We heard about it. I think it was on a Sunday morning on the on the little ranch, and uh, so I grew up in that era. What do you remember from that? Like that Sunday? What, what do you remember? Oh, the, coming over that we had the radio then. You know, no no TV. Exactly. That came later. And uh, an announcement coming over the radio, and it was just, you know, crushing, of course. And uh, what the future was going to f- unfold. And uh, as it turned out, we were on a, a, in direct line with uh, Van Nuys Airport where they trained uh, fighter pilots. So we were a mile off that runway. Wow. So we had a lot of activity going on uh, in that, in that t- during that time. Uh, I saw several uh, wrecks. Uh, airplanes that saw a mid-air collision one morning and the guy parachuted out. You saw yeah. that? Yeah, we were out feeding the animals and we heard this huge crash and we looked up right over our heads and saw these two planes, P-38 type airplanes uh, split apart. And oh, one guy bailed out. Hurt. Yeah, one by, one fellow bailed out. The other one crashed in the field adjacent to us and caught on fire. And mm. I remember it, 
them taking him out in a body bag, you know, and I was only nine. (laughs) So it was kind of a traumatic thing. I bet. I was just going to say, this sounds like a very tumultuous time. Here you guys are living on this, sounds like very peaceful farm, and all of this crazy stuff is happening around you. Yeah, and then they used to practice all their dog fighting, you know, right over where I went to school. You could come out on the playground, and we'd look up from playing marbles and see these planes doing their maneuvers and stuff, so... That's an image. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> what did your what did what did your parents do then? My dad had a was one of the originators in the farmers market in Hollywood, and that's a big open air, uh, famous market. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. real very high quality stuff. But uh, he went in there. I guess it was in the, maybe before 1932, right in that era. And he was there 19 years. So we had a sausage place in there, and and okay. my dad—that's where my dad started. So, uh, um, was your grandpa alive when you were a kid? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you remember him, right? What was his name? Charles. Charles. <laughs> yeah. What was your dad's name? My dad's name? name was Charles. And so, did yeah. they go by Charles or Chuck? Uh, yeah, I don't remember being Chuck. I think okay. they were probably Charles. You you were always Chuck. Uh, no, I've, uh, I I have a nickname. My my. Uh, Sister couldn't say Charles, <laughs> so she said uh, she came out Cardi somehow. Okay, that's adorable. So, so to my family, I'm known as Cardi. Nobody else knows me. Now that's they the do. Cutest now thing. they do. But. That's the cutest thing ever. So <laughs> yeah. my husband is Charles, but he goes by Chuck. His uh-huh. dad is a Charles. Yeah. So. Well, I go by Chuck or Chaz or. Ooh, I like or Chaz. whatever you know or just. What about Chucky? No, I'm not too good on that one. (laughs) (laughs) No, thank you. That doesn't fit. (laughs) So your dad was, you said, one of the originators of this farmer's market? Yeah, when when he left there, after 19 years, he was only, there was only two left, and he was one of the originators, so. Wow. Yeah, and he had to leave then, was during World War II, and uh, supplies of pork were really getting hard to get, and he'd be open for a few hours, and he just got so frustrated that... Mm -hmm. uh, he, we left and we bought a dairy farm in Santa Rosa. So I went to Santa Rosa High School and was in the FFA and all that stuff. Okay. So your grandpa then, he he started kind of the sausage business? Yeah, he, he, he came over from England to Calgary, Alberta in 19, must be 1904 or, okay. or 8, somewhere in there. Anyway, and uh, my dad my dad was four years old at that time. But they came to Calgary uh, with a bag of seasoning, the spices and all that stuff. And uh, uh, their grandfather was really pretty well off in England. But mm-hmm. my, my grandmother, they, they wanted to go to Canada, so they did. And he bought a market there, and that's where he started making sausage. And it was just the fresh sausage is all we made mm-hmm. in the beginning. And in this market... He uh, he he put in refrigeration. Refrigeration at that time was just coming into, and he'd buy a lot of butter, and he'd be the only one that would have butter all summer. So he made really made most of his money I in bet. butter. Made a killing. <laughs> yeah, and, and and in that place, and their meat displays were fabulous because they would get hang ducks in the window and and have a bear and and you know these kind mm-hmm. of things in their open air windows. So their 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 display things must have been fabulous right. to watch. So unique meats too, or 
Do we what? Unique? Were, were his meat, some of his meats and sausages, were they more unique? No, or? in that time, uh, he was just regular grocery store, and you know, okay. and um, and the meats was just a small sideline. Okay. But he did to make he did make sausage then, and and our pork sausage, but uh, and he sold that he sold his business. Uh, he retired from it, and he was on his way. He and he bought a, excuse me back up a little bit. He bought a place on uh, Vancouver Island up near the Campbell River area, and he raised Arabians. And he was retired, but he had sold the business in Calgary for notes, and all the notes went belly up. So he oh, he's going to have to start over, and 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 they when they another another point, uh, just for fun to bring up was that. Just out of Calgary, they lived in Okotox. And uh, at that time, my grandmother was a very proper lady from England. The, the Indians would actually come up and ride right down her veranda on horseback, you know, on their ponies. And it was quite a, a different experience for her. I bet. And uh, also, they had this one mountain that had all this black stuff oozed out of it. And it was oil, but they never did keep the rights oh. or any of that. Another part of their ranch had this uh, material uh, was uh, asbestos. Well, asbestos would have been at that time was a, a money-making thing, you know. But he never kept the mineral rights on that either. So really, but he bought this horse ranch in uh, in uh, Vancouver Island, and 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 we're near Victoria and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it's upriver from there, and raised these Arabs. He, he would go down and visit Randolph Hearst at. Hearst Castle because he was also into Arabians and and was played this horse bit, uh, but then when he'd lost all his money and he had to he was had to start over. He was on his way to Australia, and he and the only way you go to Australia is to Los Angeles. You know, as with the boats and stuff. Yep. And like now you you do Qantas and go fly right. fly out, <laughs> but uh, so he 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 wired back to my grandmother. She says this is the. You know, I think we found a place here, and it's a lot like Australia, and really, in a way, it has eucalyptus mm-hmm. trees and the and the warm, and real pretty, nice climates. Real yeah. pretty at that point. Yeah. Too. So he he, they all moved there. Um, my dad would have had to be, he was how old was he then? I can't remember. But anyway, so he bought another market, started another market, sausage all over again. Your grandpa did. Yeah, my grandpa okay. started so over started again. Started over. Okay. Yeah. And um, and then my dad. Of course, come along, and um, he he first went out on his own um, and started a sausage place in San Francisco in, in the Crystal Palace Market on Market Street. Awesome. So, and he was there only just a little over a year because uh, one of his butchers was smoking a cigarette, left it on the butcher block, and it dropped into the papers and things that <laughs> burned him out. So he he returns to Santa Monica. Did from, it burn the whole shop? Well, enough to, to make them move on. So, oh, or maybe man. they got kicked out. I don't know after after that because it was in a big concessionaire type market. That butcher's fired. <laughs> yeah. So, but he, dad went back down with my grandfather for a bit, and then that's when he came on board and did the farmers market in in, in Hollywood. Yeah, in Hollywood. Okay. So, has it always been <clears throat> Taylor's Sausage? Is that the name yes. of it? Okay. Yeah, that's, wow. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of history there. Yeah, that's kind of fun. It's way fun. I think it's <laughs> yeah. super fun. So you're growing up. Um, you said you go to high school in Santa Rosa. Yeah, I went to, then. Then uh, after about four years or maybe three years there, uh, my dad decides to go back into the sausage business because war is over, things are settling down. So okay. we return to 
Well, actually, we went back to San Francisco. He, he opened up the Crystal Palace Market again. Okay. And and then he later on he went back to Southern California. But in the meantime, um, I we moved to Canoga Park. When we go back, that's in the San Fernando Valley, mm-hmm. and he commuted over the hill to the to the farmers market again uh, in Southern California. So we're in, we're first in, in the Bay Area, then we get, and my uncle took that over, and my dad reopened in the in the, okay. in the farmers market again, and then I finished high school in Conca Park, and went on to Cal Poly to study agriculture. So Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There's been a few Cal Poly alums on this podcast. It's oh, a good. Po- it's a popular spot. <laughs> it's really beautiful there. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, it, probably the nicest part of California. Yeah. Um, I'm going to ask you what you wanted to be when you grow up. But before that, um, did you grow up with siblings? Yeah, I have two sisters. Two sisters. Yeah. Okay. Who's the oldest? Who's the youngest? Uh, my oldest is two years younger than me, and she lives in uh, uh, Laguna Beach okay. right now. And my other sister, she lives out in Cape Junction. Okay. Us, so okay. She's so, a lot younger. Are you in the middle? Or I'm you, the oldest. You're the oldest. Yeah, I'm the okay. one I experimented on. <laughs> First child gets all experiments. They experimented <laughs> on you. And spoiled, probably. <laughs> to make sure you were the test subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're the, you're the one they drop all the time and everything. <laughs> <laughs> we made all the mistakes with the first one. Yeah, we won't right. do that with right. the other two. <laughs> yeah, I, think I love they it. got better treatment. No, not too bad. So <laughs> you studied agriculture. What did you want to do? Yeah, well, I wanted. To, I actually really wanted to go into the dairy business because I raised mm-hmm. uh, purebred cattle when we had the dairy in uh, Santa Rosa and showed at the shows and. And, and you really liked wanted that. to do that. And okay. I'm glad I didn't do it now because it's seven <laughs> days a week and and you have to be in those days. Uh, a person could make a pretty good living with a small herd. You could raise purebreds and have mm-hmm. a good time at it. But nowadays, it's just it's just so huge and yeah, it's a things lot of have work. changed. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm glad I did do that. But I did get a degree in dairy science and with a with a minor in biology on the biological sciences. So okay, smarty pants. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you graduate college, right. and then what? Well, I, I went to Cal Poly for two years, and then the Korean conflict came along. Oh. And I had a, a good roommate that was a t- lieutenant commander out of World War II. Because I, when I started Cal Poly, all the veterans were coming back from World War II. Mm-hmm. So it really made a tough uh, mm-hmm. scholastic to get along with those guys because they were, they were there for a reason. You know, they right. weren't partying and... And, and, Were you partying? And, well, you know. Come uh, on. No, not really. Fess up. <laughs> I was in a pretty tough bunch of guys. So I bet. Uh, but I, they had a good, good discipline, so it was good for me in those two I years. I bet. I bet. But this fellow was re- uh, called right away when the Korean thing, mm. and we lost him. So and then I, for some reason, I decided to enlist during a Korean conflict. Uh, I guess I wanted to serve. So. Mm-hmm. And I spent four years in the Air Force as a weatherman. I get a kick out of your guys. I listen to, you know, Milt all the time. Yeah. So you were forecasting? <laughs> no, I didn't forecast. I was an observer. Okay. But, I, but we did plot charts and okay. and weather balloons, and we did all that stuff. For the know. pilots? Yeah. Okay. Right, and working in control tower. So. Where were you based? Uh, I, I was, I, you know, I actually signed up to go to Alaska. I wanted to go to Alaska. Well, the, the smartest thing you can do is, if sign up for the place you don't want to go because the Air Force is going to give you something different. So they sent me to Germany. I did spend, uh, my first assignment was at Oxnard, California. Um, that's where I met Marilyn. 
Mm. And then uh, then I was shipped. But there was just a short time. Then I spent three years in Germany, in southern Germany. So Okay. All right, let's back up. Oxnard, California, right. you met Marilyn. Where'd, yeah. Where'd you guys meet? What year was this? This was in 1950, what the heck was that, the seven? No, three. 1953. 1953. Yeah, 53. We're getting right. confirmation from Maryland. 53. Yeah, okay. 53. Uh, my folks uh, uh, lived right across the street from her. <laughs> and my sister and her sister were in school together. So they set this all up. So Your sister? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I come home and I, I, it was in the air and the weather, doing the weather thing was pretty good. We worked three days on and we'd have three days off. Oh, that is so good. We'd come in a, a graveyard and we work swing shift and day shift. We'd go home or summer arrangement like that. Mm -hmm. But it was three days on. So I'd be, I'd go home because I was, Oxnard was just, uh, she, she lived in West Los, West, we lived in West LA then. Right. And so I'd just go home and, and then one day, uh, Christmas thing, during the Christmas thing, they said, well, there's something going across the street. So I went over and they introduced me and. That was it. She was this gorgeous blonde, and <laughs> you know, and she had this. Uh, uh, she's from North Dakota, so she's got this North Dakota accent, and mm, and you liked that. I liked that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that was it. <laughs> What's the? Are you guys about the same age? What's the age difference? She's older than me. She's older oh, than yeah. you. She's a lot older than me. Six you snagged an older six woman. Months, six months. Five months. <laughs> <laughs> five months older. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I married this older woman, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, did you just see her and you were like, yeah, that's it? Yeah, well, I guess so, you know. How old were you guys when you met? Uh, we were 25. Okay. We? Okay. Yeah. That's a good age. Yeah, that's it was. a good age. Yeah, I recommend it. You recommend it. <laughs> yeah, wait till wait you're 25, kids. Yes, yes, <laughs> or, or a little please. bit later. Or even later. <laughs> That's I think right. I got yeah. married at 29. Yeah, engaged. We married, well, we didn't get married. We, we were, we commuted, I mean, commuted, we uh, corresponded mm -hmm. by, when I went to Germany. Okay. Uh, by it was just letters, you know, you didn't even phone then. I mean, right. Because if you did, you just, I'd have to stay in a lo long line at a, at a base phone, and then everybody's behind you. And, and so hurry you, up. And so it was all letters, you know. The whole, letters. Yeah, we just wrote back and forth for three years. Oh, my gosh, that's the most romantic thing ever. <laughs> what were these What were these letters? Were they just, you know, here's what's happening oh, in really my life? Oh, really mushy, you know. Really mushy? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> were they? A <laughs> little sort bit. Of about, Marilyn little, says sort of. A little, you know, because I was going on leaves and going to Paris and all these. So I'd write about those places. And, yeah. And obviously you guys sure. missed each other. You wanted right, to be. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Do you so still have any alive. of these letters? I think she, Marilyn still has them, don't you? <sighs> My heart is all a flutter. <laughs> oh, I really? love it. I love it. So that's what happened there. So. Okay. And then how, um, when did you guys get married then? So then I came, uh, when I came back from overseas, that was in 57 when I got out. I returned to Cal Poly mm -hmm. for my final two years. And uh, we we got married shortly right after that, end of that summer. Okay. Awesome. And she taught school. She was teaching school. Redondo Beach, and then she, we we lived in Morro Bay. That's 12 miles out of San Luis Obispo. Mm -hmm. We lived right on the ocean. We were real up high. We could see the ocean. And oh man, we lived in a, a little kind of like a single wide, not quite that big, um, little house. It wasn't a mobile, but it was similar mm -hmm. to that. Mm -hmm. Real small, the kitchen. You could, two of us couldn't get in the kitchen and turn around. And and our, we had tough rent. It was 50 bucks a month. And, and that guy took care of the water and the garbage and 
and it was his couple, an older couple, and this was on the side here. And we were way up on the hill there by the golf course, so we could look down on all the ocean, Morrow Rock. And then, Sounds terrible. Yeah, she taught school there. and, and uh, Got $50 that, a month for yeah, rent. Yeah, it was tough. We had more money than I think we ever had because uh-huh. I was getting a GI Bill, and she was teaching. And you guys every, were living in the lap oh, of luxury. every Friday night, you know, we'd take a break from the studies and the work and go to the movie in San Luis Obispo, out to dinner. Man, that's the life. <laughs> then our firstborn was conceived. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Charles, too, but, but he goes by Scott. Okay. Yeah, we probably should have named him Scott because his <laughs> middle name's. But he goes by, so, so he goes by Scott. But we walked the beach like the doctors told us to do, you know, and exercise mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. It was great. Living the dream. It was a nice place to live. Um, all this time, is your dad still doing Yeah, sausage? my dad, meanwhile, my dad uh, uh, sells out of, of Southern California, and mm-hmm. he opens a place. Um, he's back in San Francisco at the Crystal Palace Market, and then he goes to, um, he opens a place in Oakland. He has a partner there. So this partner, uh, uh I'm graduating. I'm getting ready to graduate. Okay. And the partner is going blind and, and really losing his health bad. So my dad has the Oakland store going, and then he opens another one in Hayward. So he's pretty busy with the Hayward store. So he asked me, graduating, just come in here for the summer. And, you know, would mm-hmm. you do that for the summer? Mm-hmm. So help, help him out in the shop, yeah, in the market. Right. Okay. So we said, okay, you know, so... There we go. I, I'd grown up in the sausage business, you know, mm-hmm. washing pans, cleaning mm-hmm. grease traps, all mm-hmm. the good jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so I, as a kid, so I knew a little bit about it. So we started off, and then the fella had really let the place run down, mm. the Oakland store. In fact, the first day that I went in there, our total income was our, the take was $32. So it, 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 mm-hmm. it was, and it was in a large supermarket all concessionaires right downtown Oakland. Okay. A very busy place. So my mom would come in and uh, we'd demo. We'd, she would, on the weekends, she'd set up the little fry pan and we'd give samples and we were making bulk sausage and stuff. And my dad was making some smoked sausage then too. We had little smokers in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, in a way, it just built up. Pretty soon we we were there for 10 years Wow. And this little, it's a, it's a rented area in a supermarket, very small. We had two little smoke houses that you'd put, reach in to, you know, you could lift, uh, fill them up by, uh, uh, in, by hand. And, okay. And it smoked stuff. And then, the, and we were under California State Meat Inspection because we were making smoke products and you had to have them temperaturized and all that stuff. So, um, and then they said, you're not going to be able to operate here any longer. Uh, Who said that? The health, the, the, okay. the new rules were coming down. This was 1970. Okay. Or 69. Or a little before that, anyway. But it was going to take effect in 1970. So here we go. Um, and they said, well, tile a wall and do this. And you know, we did little things. They said, maybe you can do it. And we, this was during, uh, there was a lot of... Uh, um, social stuff going on then. Mm-hmm. We were in a black community, mm-hmm. so we we went through a boycott of a forty day boycott of Black Panthers with okay. people on the doors and all that stuff. And we'd have to cross picket lines and stuff. You'd have and, to cross picket lines and stuff to get to, into, get to get into our business, you know. Okay, and, that's and stressful. That killed us. Um, 
and at this time, so we we thought, well, let's do some planning. Um, so we bought a piece of property in Union City, in mm-hmm. uh, which is right off the that bridge that goes across, you know. So this is right in the star, right in the middle. And we thought we'd develop something there. So we hired um, a black architect, did all our designing for us, and uh, we had good plans. And then we went to the city fathers there to, we told them what we wanted to do. And then they said, well, you're going to have to go 12 feet out in the street, four feet down. Okay. All these different adjustments. All all the stuff you're going to have to do for the city, landscaping. And Mm -hmm. wow. So we said, "Uh, we're never going to reach that. So after 10 years, and, and, and we'd been making, paying on a partner, my dad's partner, paying that all off. We had just had it finally all paid off. Now we have four kids, so there, there was time for At other things. At this point, you have four kids. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, all little, and Marilyn would, did all the, ra- I worked six days a week. She was raising the four kids and mm. did the banking for me. And so it was a steady grind, but we said, but we always took a vacation. We always managed to take two weeks, and we'd go up to Lake Pillsbury, which is right near uh, Ukiah, just out of Ukiah. Okay. Really pretty little lake and small campground. We first couple of years we we did it in tents, and then we finally graduated. At the end, we'd get a cabin, so it was nice. luxury, you know. Nice. And really <laughs> good fishing there. But I'm on the last two weeks. I I'm always reading things and. I have the San Francisco Chronicle there, so I'm, I've read everything in it. So start reading all the ads. Okay. I'm, re- I'm really desperate for reading material. So there's a there's a place for sale in Grants Pass. It says a meat place. So okay. Uh, and you're like Grants Pass, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. So I so I says well, uh, being with a dairy degree, I had friends that had uh, farms up in the Salem area. So I said I'll just I'll just drive up there and see what's cooking. You know. And I uh, had time and uh, vacation time left, so uh, I drove up, uh, took Marilyn home, all the kids. Drove up by myself, mm-hmm. and I to see this place in in uh, Grants Pass, and it was a no meat place out by a uh, custom place out by the golf course, and it was just not quite. I mean, we California inspection was well ahead of. Of Oregon meat yeah. inspection yeah. by a bunch, right? And and I said, oh, this will never fly. You know, I thought I could find a place up here and make the stuff and ship back. They said, well, there's a little place in um, Cave Junction that's for sale. You're and like, where? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Well, we'd gone through the caves. Uh, actually, we'd been up here. Oh, okay. So you'd been to the Oregon caves. Yeah, and so uh, a couple of years earlier, wasn't it? Yeah, we're checking with my boss here. Checking with the and, boss. Yeah, and and. Uh, so I said, well, I'll go out and see it. So I drove out there, and here was this little locker plant. It was really just small, but built in 63. This was 69. Mm-hmm. And it, it just, uh, I went inside, uh, met the lady. She and her husband owned it, and they were doing custom and all the farm kills and a lot of, of, uh, of the live, you know, the game animals and stuff. Okay. And they had the beautiful... Uh, right down below us was, was this guy's farm, and it was all just under irrigation, and all these Herefords were down there, and the sprinklers are gone. It's pretty green, you know. And, Beautiful. And it's a little plant, little white uh, block plant, uh, concrete block. It had lockers and stuff. And uh, she said, she says, this was t- at a time when uh, interest was really high, like 21%, 18%, 21% mm. for loans. Mm-hmm. 
and everything was stagnant. So I, she said it was for sale, but it had been sold to their to the butcher that was working there. But they were waiting to see if his place was, would sell. Okay, so it was pending. Yeah, pending. So I said, oh, okay. You know, so, And she said, well, you, could you come up with uh, – no, I went down. And she says, my husband's down doing the irrigation and the farm lows. I went down and met him, and they were older, a lot older. Quite older, they're in their sixties, I guess, maybe yeah, seventy. And he says, "Well, you could you come up with ten thousand down?" And I've never been one to to BS or mm-hmm. and, beat around the bush. Just out of my mouth, beat around the bush. Yeah. I said, "Oh, no problem." You know, where did this come from? <laughs> and, 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 <laughs> so you had some word yeah. vomit, just yeah. like what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be a problem. She said, well, she said this was like on a Monday. She says, well, we'll let you know on Friday, you know, uh, if, how things are doing. So I turned around and went home. I didn't even go up to see my friends. Marilyn's, uh, she comes home, and I'm already home. Nobody in the house. She's over visiting the lady across the street. They all had kids t- talking with their okay. kids and stuff, you know. And she says, what are you doing home? And I says, well, I think we got this place in in uh, Oregon, Cape Junction, you know, and uh, Sure enough, the lady calls me on Friday, and and she says it's yours. Says, oh boy, now what do I do? You know. Right. So um, I'm I'm I put my Union City property up for sale, and it sells immediately for cash to a to a uh, a union, a credit union, uh, not a credit union, but a uh, some kind of a union. Okay. Uh, wanted the place, so so I've got my money. So you had the cash. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of meant to be. Yeah. Seems was, like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Everything, in, in fact, my whole life's been that way. It's just been, it, I'm not in control. I'm strictly a steward, you know. I'm given all these gifts, and I just, I just, it just goes from there. Yeah. Uh, it's always been that way. I don't know why. Um, I like that. I, I I feel <laughs> the same way. I feel just, you know, I try not to stress too much about what's going to happen and the outcomes of things. And then when you always look back on the decisions and the choices and the paths you've taken, it kind of is like, man, that was meant to be. Yeah. Because uh, if I would have done that, I wouldn't have met this person or right. had this job. And Yeah, it's just somebody's pulling our chain. Or I think so. Or not chain or just... There, there's a lot a little, of angels looking after us. A little puppet, <laughs> a little puppet master up there, just yeah, making yeah. sure we make all the right moves. Yeah, I like always, that. It's always been that way. Just, just worked out. Yeah, yeah. So you guys pack everything up and move to Cape yep. Junction. So then, and then there's, you know, the housing situation back then. There was nothing. There. Nothing. There was 320 people in the town. Right. And uh, most of it was falling down, and we, a lot of it's been gone since we've moved there. So there was no, no. Uh, and meanwhile, my dad had been retired. <clears throat> he comes up and runs this place for me for uh, wow we bought it in, in uh, September and uh, and to go through escrow and he runs it through till January we moved there in January 1970 it's uh there was 10 days of rain before we got there we the rain stopped and all our stuff got moved in on a nice day here we're looked after again and then it commences to rain again for another for another uh, 10 days, you this know, is this in, is quite a, coming from, there's a lot of rain for us. <laughs> yeah, well, for sure. Coming from California, um, welcome to the Pacific Northwest. Right. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, um, so that that was our start in, in 1970s when we when we moved. Oh, this, uh, getting back to where my dad was looking after this for us, he, uh, 
sends us a clipping. He says, you better come up and look at this house. So hmm. it's five bedrooms, um, two-story, and it's right just a mile from, from the, our sausage plant. Nice. So uh, nice, really nice couple and that owned it, but uh, he'd been an insurance man there a long time and mm-hmm. quite a member of the community and nice, nice guy. So they give us terms on it and everything, and you know, here I have, we get a five-bedroom home for twenty-seven thousand four fifty in an acre and seven tenths of ground. So, <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, and we, and we turn around and we sell our home in uh, in uh, we lived in Hayward when we were working in okay. Oakland, and we get the same amount of money. So it's just straight across. Dang. <coughs> Excuse me. That's you're fine. That's good stuff right there. So that's so then we move up, move up, and Marilyn said Cave Junction. She was, she wasn't too keen on it because she's a strictly <laughs> she's Southern California person, you know. Mm-hmm. Didn't and, and I said she says where is that? And I said well we went through there you know a couple of years ago, <laughs> and in our home where we live now, um, it's just a mile out of town. But at that time, we were the only one there, and you couldn't see a light. From I mean, it's pitch black at night. There was no. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. it's yeah. It's, I mean Cave so, Junction is a small so, town now. Yeah. So since then, or of course since that, since we've lived there, the high school's gonna gone in across the street from us, and the swimming pool next to us. So that's where we are, and it's all grown up. Um, uh, quite you, noisy. You guys lived in this house how long? We've lived there since 1970. You're still living in this house. Yeah, we've added we've added some. We've added on a big family room, and we put in a swimming pool. And nice. We, we worked all the time, so a lot of people go on trips and things. They'll say, well, let's put in a swimming pool. So we did that when, in 83, so mm-hmm. all the kids went to school there, and they were all home. We knew where they were. And, wow. and the grandkids and the great-grandkids are using it now. Yeah. Yesterday, my little great-granddaughters went in the water. So Nice. Yeah. Great-granddaughters. So we get to see them, yeah, two of them. They're okay, that's spit adorable. Spitfires. <laughs> spitfires, I'm sure. Yeah. So you have this shop in, in Cave Junction, and do you see anything change as the success of, of Taylor Sausage oh, grows? Yeah. yeah, When now, now we make this move into uh, Cape Junction, take mm-hmm. this little locker plant, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the product there and ship it back to Oakland. I can do this. Okay. Uh, but to do that, then you have to, you have to go uh, USDA to ship across straight lines. Exactly. So we add, we get, at this time, there was a lot of small uh, meat plants like, like ours that were having trouble adjusting to these new rules. That mm-hmm. there was, nothing was grandfathered, and why they don't grandfather more things instead of just making them automatic beyond me but anyway um, so we so at that time the SBA uh, small business administration had some small loans available for so we took a small loan and I never do that again because the paperwork is, is just a killer you know yeah and, no thanks yeah and all the stuff that goes with it but um, so we get a small loan to put up a, a, a sausage room and at this time that we almost Went under. We were mm-hmm. really financially stretched and driving back and taking deliveries to Oakland. And okay, um, I, I hired a good friend of ours that we were church members in Oakland. He came up to see me. He went fishing on the Rogue and mm. or on the Illinois and comes out with this big silver, you know, this beautiful fish. So he's moving up there. So he comes to work for me. And uh, just as a side note, he later they they are the people that own the Wild River. 
pizza and brewing company. Oh, yeah, so, okay. So, but he worked for him for a year, and he could see that I was, we were, we were really struggling. So he, he and his wife, they do a whole bunch of things in Grand Strash. They have a little sandwich shop, and mm-hmm. and uh, they're a really great couple. They just work together so well. He's gone now, of course. Passed mm-hmm. away a few years ago. Oh. But uh, uh, we're almost lose it. Uh, financially, Marilyn goes back to teaching school. So she, uh, we use the coin, mm-hmm. the word she saved our bacon. So Marilyn saved your bacon. She saved our bacon. So okay. she kept us going with her salary, and we started growing from there. Um, one of our first uh, clients was Abby's Pizza Inns. So Abby's, uh, we started selling to them our Liguisa product, and mm. and. Uh, in turn, a lot of some of their management people are open their own places. Pretty soon, they're buying uh, products from us, and uh, so it just little grew. by little. Yeah, we never had a salesman on the road. We've never gone out. We've never had time to go out on the road. Right. People <laughs> have come to us just by reputation, and it just grew from mm-hmm. there. And so we started off. There was two of us, and or three of us, and in, in working in the 1970s, and it's now we're running. Oh, 165 employees now, so it's it's growing. Wow. It's growing a lot. Who's who's in control? Who's managing? Now the two boys run it. One, the one son, uh, Terry. He runs the. You're fine. He runs the country store. <laughs> and, and, I mean the the plant, and okay. then Scott runs the store. So okay. It's looked after that way. In fact, there's a meeting today. We're getting ready to put a big new roof over our uh, country store downtown. Mm-hmm. So. For meeting with contractors and today. So. Now, when you go into a grocery store or you know even restaurant, it's you know Taylor Sausage is in the yeah. freezer section, or this is made with Taylor Sausage. I mean, you guys. Yeah, we and we've added so many products over the years. Yeah. I mean, my grandfather started now. You want to say in Calgary with just he was just making bulk sausage, mm-hmm. and pretty soon in the in the Hollywood store in the farmers market, Dad had bulk sausage. He made link sausages. But then we added all these smoked items. Our seasoning, which is an all, we use all natural spices, and the, and it makes it, it it lends itself to making all kinds of other. Uh, we started with the Polish sausage and on yeah. the Louisiana sausage and mm-hmm. the linguine, all the different kinds. Mm-hmm. And now, we're, of course, we're into all the jerky types, and uh, mm-hmm. we send a lot of jerky into Canada. Uh, some clear into Florida. There's a couple markets down there. So yeah. It's it's we're shipping a lot of stuff, and we make an awful lot of private label stuff for little farmers that do grass fed this and organic mm-hmm. that, and I mean we, this we is guide them through the USDA stuff. This is truly a family business. Yes. I'll let you take a sip of water. Okay, thank I'll, you. I'll, little, I'll do some chatting. <laughs> I'm while, talking too much while you're sipping. I love it. That's the whole <laughs> point of why you're here. Um, but this truly is a family business. Do you ever think, you know, if your <clears> grandpa or your dad <throat> kind of Looking back, how I mean, no, they, they started back. it. They are looking back. <laughs> yeah, they started all of this, and look what it is today. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't have any grandkids that want to go into it, or oh. no, no grandsons, no grandsons, or none of them want to do that. So, do you worry about the future of Taylor Sausage? Not well. It does. It, I have concerns. Yes, and then the regulatory processes are tough, you know. And yeah, uh, I mean they're necessary, but uh, I mean you want to see it live oh we'd like to see it go forever but forever <laughs> yeah but, and and it will I, I don't know how but mm-hmm. i mean what the, how it'll turn out but you know again something that 
maybe you shouldn't worry about because yeah. it'll just happen yeah, it'll as happen. it should, yeah. you know? Um, do you consider yourself a foodie? A foodie? Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I like you, foods. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, well, our little country store, we do a small restaurant thing, you know, mm-hmm. and it's really tiny. Our kitchen is a... It's it's tough, awful tough to work in. It's so small, and it was an, really it was an afterthought, because we used to have at, at the sausage plant before we moved down to the highway, mm-hmm. we'd have a sandwich of the day, and people, you know, pastrami, Reuben on Wednesday, and all these oh, different man. ones. People came for those. Sounds so, so good. But so when we opened down there, we just really wanted to get on the highway to sell our products because yeah. we were off the road and nobody knew we were in there selling products right and uh when we put it in the country store and so we had we started with a just a few and the, and the food it, it, it's just wild now you know what's we're selling out of there mm-hmm. so i'm interested i take all the food magazines and and you know s- television stuff i watch a lot of foods so yeah food was food's interest food is fascinating i know? agree yeah and it's just, I, I think food, and that's why my one of my final questions is about food, because I just feel like it brings people together. And growing up in South Carolina, the center of all of our family oh, yeah. gatherings, it all <laughs> had to do with food. Yeah. So, I don't know, food's some, it's very special, and um, especially with this family business that you guys have. I mean, you know, sausages. Yeah, we, 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 and we're always life. experimenting. Good, you know? yeah. I mean, we're always trying new things. There's, as Terry is really into it, he mm-hmm. likes he does all the catering for us. So. Awesome, and I know you guys are very um, a community staple as far as you give back to your community oh, yeah. a no, lot. Yeah, we have, we we enjoy the people there, and we want to mm-hmm. help as much as we can. We'd like to help more, but you can yeah. only do so much. <laughs> well, and I just want to offer this up to every year that I've been emceeing the Boys and Girls Club. Every single year, there's an auction item for right. a Taylor's sausage right. barbecue. Right. You guys, you'll come to someone, you donate all of that, you cook it up, you have this barbecue, and it's really just <laughs> to raise funds for the Boys and Girls Club. Right. That's been our, our Boys and Girls Club has been a big mm-hmm. part of our lives, and we, we, we that we sh- our charity that we really support. So yeah. Well, can't they, do them all, and I mean we get all kinds of calls. I'm sure. You know? I'm sure you do. But, but that one we we. Hit, lean heavy on so yeah well they're a huge organization in the community of grants pass they really do make a difference they do in that community and our community too we've Mm -hmm. got a small group out there that's that's right yeah Yeah. you're right you've seen a lot in your in your life chuck taylor so far so far (laughs) what are you doing these days what are you in maryland i I still work i still work every day i go in at 7 30 in the morning and work till noon go where to the plant i go to the plant i go to the store first and I, I walk, I make, I make a walk through. I check all the counters to see what, where there's any holes. And then I go into the cooler and freezer to see, because mm. I do the ordering. Okay. Um, and some of the stuff that they need from the. Does anybody tense up when Chuck Taylor No, no, walks no. In? They just, I, they call me grumpy. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they're a good group. They're good people. So, uh. but I, and then I, I, I uh, go down to the plant and i do all i do the deposits and i do the ordering so wow so you're still working how many days a week six you're not working six days a week yeah i work six mornings (laughs) when are you off when are you off for the day i go off at noon okay or i'll get out a little 11 30 maybe like that you know okay but six days a week yeah when are you going to retire 
I'm not going to retire. No? Retirement's, they're never retire. Why mm. retire? I'm having too much fun. I there am you go. I, I am retired. I just, yeah. <laughs> you know, some people do crossword puzzles. I go and argue with my salesmen and <laughs> and uh, those things, and it's a challenge. <laughs> and then interested in new products and what's going on and yeah, what the kids are doing. Blah, you blah, like blah. what you're doing. Yeah, I love it. You love it. Yeah, that's probably why Taylor Sausage is so successful. No, no, well, I got good. Yeah, there's so many good people there. That's why it's right. successful. And is there the sausage that your grandpa was making initially? That's still being made. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I know I've seen it in. But like, I think probably our. our yeah, I, I, uh, linguisa really is our big product. I've that, had it. It's um, yeah. It's that's that goes delicious. into all the pizza parlors and you know mm-hmm. toppings. Thank, thank goodness. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. pizza places, for <laughs> ordering yeah. Taylor sausage. Yeah, it's fun. All right, Chuck Taylor, we're going to wrap up a little bit. Um, okay. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for the privilege. You've seen, you know, growing up in Southern California and then being in Oakland um, during some of these tumultuous times, like you mentioned, the Black Panthers and World War yeah. II. I mean, you've seen a lot of tension. Yep, still seeing it. Yeah, we are. We <laughs> or, really are. I, what bothers me now is the loss of civility in the country and the mm-hmm. whole world, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, where did it go? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Do you think, I mean, what do you mean by that specifically? Just we're not civil to each other anymore? No, not like that used to be. Yeah. Uh, hope You see it, I mean, uh, but but it's just not, you know, you, people run, run you off the road and it seems mm-hmm. like everything else. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I would vote for more acts of kindness. Yes. I think we'd all be Definitely. better off with right. that. Yeah. Life's too short to be mean and hateful. Right. Yeah. And yeah. grumpy. And grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not really that grumpy. I'm just but. kidding. <laughs> no, I... Um, but that's the title. I, when, I, when I phone in for an order for lunch or something, they who's calling? Grumpy. Because sometimes they don't recognize it. my voice. So. I love it. Well, when I was a little girl, my mom gave me a Care Bear, and she gave me the grumpy Care Bear because yeah. I was very grumpy when I woke up in the mornings. Oh, okay. For my entire childhood. So I was a little bit of a grumpy bear yeah. as a little kid. Not uh, anymore. I yeah, wake up I with can, a smile on my face yes, now. Yes, you do. Uh, you're so, always smiley. <laughs> very smiley. All right, Chuck Taylor, uh, wrapping up now to the final three, the best advice you've ever been given? Uh, you know, I think my dad gave me uh, probably, I mean, it's, well, I, I'm a strong person on the Bible, so you can't, I mean, that advice is, it's all there for us. If you okay. just look at it, you know, mm-hmm. and, and go to it. But my dad, uh, in the human side, um, I was always really little in high school. I was one of the smallest ones in the class and, and had to lead the class in, you know, and being a little short at graduation, I remember being led in with a, a, a little short Portuguese girl and I, let them in, you know, we were little. But I I did, uh, I went to th- three different high schools, so I, it would take me a while to get back mm-hmm. with the class. But So I'm in with all these football guys and, and popular that way, and so they want me to be the manager. So it's kind of low on the pole, you know, run the water out there and all this stuff. Okay. So I was going to quit. You know, I'm not going to be a manager. My My dad says, you know, you sign up for something, you follow through with it mm. until you get it done. And it was fun after, you know, after mm-hmm. I, and he was right, because after a while it kind of, uh, I could throw the football further than the other, the little quarterback, but I was so darn little that <laughs> I got killed. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
But anyway, so so that's probably and he and he would make me stick with things like that. You know, when you when you say mm-hmm. you're going to do something, you do it mm-hmm. and finish it. Did that follow no, you even through? Even if you don't like it, you right? Know? Did even that follow through? Even doing a podcast, through? you might not want to do this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but I told you I do it, so here I am. That's right, you did, you did. But <laughs> so it sounds follow like through. that follow through for the rest of your life, though. You sign up that's for true. something, you do yeah. it. Yeah, so that's probably the best. But I, but I still go back to the good book and. And you just follow, you know, you do the golden rule. You you just, and mm-hmm. they, everything else will come to you. You just, just be nice. Yeah, treat people like you want to like be treated. Like you want to be treated. Yeah. Why don't they do that? I don't know, Chuck. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, well, let's Preach, honey, preach. Okay, <laughs> uh, if you ever left this place, Southern Oregon, what would bring you back here? What would you miss the most from, from this place? What I would miss the most would be uh, after a good rain, uh, I come out like a, especially in the evenings, and you come out and all oh, that fragrance, that air, that is so. Uh, this last summer, you know, it was, you know how our air was, and I do, and and then we was so dry for so long. And I, gee, I just kept. Well, when is it gonna start raining? Where's the rain? Know? And and we did have a we had a great winter. I mean, we had a lot of rain this mm-hmm. year, and back to where we we were supposed to be. So I would miss that fragrance, that that mm-hmm. that smell is in the cold and, and the uh, yeah. That's, that's a good what answer. I miss the most. Yeah, when it just absolutely dumps. Yep. And then it's the cold. clouds break and the sun comes out just a tiny little yeah, bit. That get smell. That air, mm. Fields around you. It's just fresh in the woods. It's just a real fresh smell. Very fresh. I'd miss I like that. It. Yes. <laughs> I would, too. That's a good answer. I don't think anyone said that. That's a oh, good answer. Good. <laughs> um, okay, final meal, final drink. What would that look like? Oh, gosh, I like all the wines. <laughs> <laughs> we a always have a glass of heart. wine. <laughs> nice. But, uh, well, my Tangeray and uh, Schweppes uh, tonic, I think, it was the lime, twist the lime. Of course, I, you got to have the lime with that. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Not so much in the wintertime, but. Uh, yeah. These, well, these you know, times. citrus is, um, that's when it's in season, is in the winter. So you yeah. need to drink that oh, gin and tonic that in too, the but we have, Okay. <laughs> no, we, we have our grapefruit then. <laughs> Yum. Okay, so probably a gin and tonic with lime, maybe yeah. some wine. And what would what yeah. would food look like? Uh, you know, uh, when I was in a, taking a meat science class at Cal Poly, the, the instructor says, you know, when you take your girlfriend out, he says, you buy her a filet mignon because it's tender and she can cut but get yourself a ribeye because the ribeyes were all the flavor is. So I'd have to have a good ribeye steak. Mm-hmm. And a good marbled baked potato with loaded, <laughs> with right? Loaded with butter and chives. and <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that would be good. That sounds delicious. That's a great answer. <laughs> getting hungry now. It's getting I know, I know. Time, huh? It's getting lunchtime <laughs> on us. And um, a trick question. How long have you and Marilyn been married? 61 years. 61 years. Yeah. When? What's the month? August. August. Third. Yeah, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say happy anniversary Thank early. You. It'll be 62 this August? Yeah. Okay. Right. And you guys sound like you're having a blast together. Yep. Jeez, we've been at a good time. Good friends. Yep. Best friends. Go I love it. church every Sunday morning. Well... Thank you, for, faith. thank you for being part <laughs> of this community. We are lucky to have you. And if you're listening out there and you haven't tried Taylor's Sausage, get out from underneath your rock and go to a grocery store and get some Taylor's Sausage. Oh, definitely. Keep the lights on. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, keep the lights on. <laughs> Please, for Grumpy over here. (laughs) If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes and you like it, please subscribe, rate, and review. It helps other people find us. We're also on Google Play. And you can check out the video portion of this podcast at ktbl.com. Just click on Features and then Off Script. Once again, my new friend, Chuck Taylor, thank you so much. You and Marilyn coming in this morning. I appreciate it. Thank you.